You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army, your donation helps fight for good throughout your local community. To give through Alexa, donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. Waze lights the beacons to untangle Chicago's baffling 3D street map. By Adam Rogers. In downtown Chicago, near where the river meets the lake, the city gets a bad case of Escheritis. Streets double, sometimes triple, into three dimensions, dropping below each other and folding around the basements and sub-basements of skyscrapers, cutting across the river on bridges hanging below other bridges, and eliding into drivable strata in ways that cities generally promise not to do. In Chicago, the multi-level streets of Wacker, Lakeshore Drive, Michigan Avenue, and so on, are where your GPS signal goes to die. You get lost, and Batman goes to chase the Joker. Well, the Joker just got a lot easier to find. As of this month, the multi-level streets of Chicago are studded with Waze beacons, hockey puck-sized squares that stick to the sides of tunnel walls and broadcast an open standard signal via Bluetooth, so Waze and other navigation apps can triangulate a position. A Chicago tech company called Spot Hero, an app that helps you find a parking space, got tired of having to tech support its befuddled customers to the garages along the lower roads, bought 500 of the beacons, and gave them to the Chicago Department of Transportation to install. What once was lost has now been found. I'm making it sound easy. It wasn't easy. The project started in Boston in 2014, when an engineer named Gil DeSatnik got lost. Twice. He was driving in from Logan, dropped into the central artery tunnel, and his GPS dropped him. DeSatnik picked the wrong exit and came out on the side of the city opposite where he was supposed to be. He turned around and did the same thing in the other direction. If you've ever driven in Boston, you will know that this kind of thing is called driving in Boston. When DeSatnik joined Waze two years later, he pitched a solution to this tunnel vision, Wi-Fi access points. Except speeding cars don't latch onto Wi-Fi, it turns out. And GPS needs line of sight to satellites, which is the whole problem with tunnels in the first place. 
So, Desatnik switched to beacons. Google, which bought Waze in 2013, makes beacons that emit a signal format called Eddystone. Any device, not just someone driving with Waze, can locate themselves via the beacons. They each emit specific coordinates, about 10 packets a second. With one beacon every 130 feet or so, the setup costs about $1,100 per mile to install. Problem solved, only no. Because there are tunnels, and then there is Chicago. The tunnels in Boston, although they're amazing and long and all that stuff, they're still essentially just simple tunnels, DeSatnik says. They're basically one-dimensional. You just stick the beacons on the walls, poof, you're done in time for a Sam Adams and a clam chowder. In Chicago, though, your hot dog with sport peppers, pickles, onion, relish, tomato, and celery salt will have to wait. Normally, in a tunnel, you just go, DeSatnik says. In Chicago, you might turn. If you stop at a crossroads, the app might turn a bit too soon, which is something we had to fix. And when drivers stopped at traffic lights, they might drop the signal altogether. Oh, and remember how beacons stick to walls? Some stretches of Chicago's lower roads are wide open, with columns supporting the floor and ceiling. Wacker Drive going west and north, just after Lakeshore, is a semi-open road. If you drive on the right, you're driving on the open part, DeSatnik says. So you can see some open sky, but the GPS will say you're on the other side of the river. Some beacons had to go on the roofs, even though that's suboptimal. Some went on poles. And beacons, like GPS, aren't great at registering altitude. So how would they figure out what level you're on? That came down to beacon-specific identification, and best guesses by the app. We're trying to find a good name for the lowest sections, DeSatnik says. Some people call them service roads. Some people call them lower-lower, and some people call them sub-lower. That's bad for an app that's trying to give directions. By and large, though, it works. All those people who'd stop and ask for directions while the Chicago DOT crews were installing the beacons can now hum along the Caves of Steel without fear. We were aware of dead zones, particularly along Lower Wacker, says Gabe Klein, a former head of CDOT and author of Startup City. This seems like a high-value, low-cost implementation. As cities increasingly intermingle physical space and data, every moving thing is going to have a coexisting digital avatar moving through the city's informational space, optimizing traffic across modes from cars to bikes to transit, but also connecting to the wider web. The physical matrix of multi-level streets will connect to the digital one. Spot Hero gets the benefit of customers finding their parking spots, of course, and the city of Chicago reduces traffic friction. People that depend on their GPS navigation, they can be down there, stopping a lane of traffic trying to get their bearings, says Mike Claffey, a spokesperson for CDOT. We think it's a great benefit to Chicago drivers. And it's expanding. Pittsburgh already has Waze beacons installed, and the company says an announcement for another big U.S. city is pending. To be fair, or maybe unfair, the new easy-to-navigate labyrinth might be of lesser benefit to die-hard Chicagoans who could rely on their mental maps. There's been a few people who've been griping that some of these secret passageways will no longer be for locals only, Claffy says, laughing. There's been some carping.
Don't despair, Chicago. I got you. DeSatnik and the CDOT didn't instrument all the lower roads. A few segments are still off the map. They would have made the routing less efficient for Ways Nav, he says. It's not that we chose to give bad service to anyone, DeSatnik insists. It's a little something for the locals to enjoy. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.